Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. You want to build a brand so you can have a thriving business, be featured in the media, attract higher quality clients, and be a leader in your field. You believe a book can help you get there. But how do you do it? What's important now is that I am a best-selling author, and that's awesome. All of my speaking events are actually from my book content. Everybody kept saying do a book. It doesn't have to be any good. There's no better marketing tool. There's no better calling card. In this show, I break down how to write, publish, and promote a book that will build your brand. Get ready, book brand builders. You're about to launch to the next level. Hi there. Welcome to Build Your Brand with a Book. I am your host, Anna David, New York Times bestselling author of eight books, founder of Launchpad Publishing. Today, I'm going to answer this question, how do I get a New York Times bestselling book? Now, I'm going to tell you about the secrets, the scandals, and uh, really just how impossible it is to game the system, no matter how many times people have tried. So let's talk about what the list is. The New York Times list is the most prestigious list followed by the Wall Street Journal and the USA Today list. The reason the the New York Times list is so hard is that they admit it is not based on sales. It is based sort of on sales and sort of on what they like. And the only reason this information came out is because of a 1983 lawsuit by William Beatty, who's known for writing the book The Exorcist. He wrote a book called Legion. Sold really well was only on the list for a week. He knew that it should have been there longer. He took his case to court, and the Times defended itself on the grounds that, this is a direct quote, the list did not purport to be an objective compilation of information, but instead was an editorial product. They admitted they just didn't want stuff they thought was trashy. Court sided with the Times dismissing this $3 million lawsuit, but the truth was established. So, The window for reporting each week closes at noon on Tuesdays. Wednesdays at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, it is announced. And it reflects the previous week's Sunday to Saturday sales period. So people will say, how many books do you need to sell in order to have a New York Times bestseller? The problem is there is no definitive answer because it depends on what books are being released that week and how many copies they are selling. The general thinking used to be it took 5,000 sales in a week to hit the list. Now they say it's more like 10,000. And maybe you're saying, really, that's all? That is so many freaking books. It is a lot of books. Now, you can't just go buy 10,000 copies on Amazon. That's not going to work. The way the list works is there are New York Times reporting stores. 
nobody knows which of the stores are New York Times reporting and which aren't. It's kind of like being a Nielsen family, which, by the way, my mom was a Nielsen family, and they came and they took the box away because she didn't watch enough TV. Now she's older and she watches plenty of TV. Beside the point, supposedly you can go into a store, a bookstore, and ask them if they're a New York Times reporting store, and they will tell you. But Here's the real scandal. It wasn't the lawsuit. The real scandal is that people used to game the list. There was this company, uh, a, a story in Forbes in 2013 by Jeff Bercovici, who I know. I think I'm saying his name wrong. Basically, he talked about this company that you would pay them $211,000. They were called Result Source. And, um, and they would make you a New York Times bestseller. But what happened is the New York Times started to catch on. They started to see that that people were gaming the system. The time they really realized that was somewhat recently in 2017, a book called Handbook by Mortals, written by somebody named Lainey Sarum, a book which is by all accounts unreadable with a terrible cover suddenly launched ahead of this book called The Hate You Give, which was this huge book by Angie Thomas, became a movie, all the things. Um, people were like, what is this book? It be- it became a number one New York Times bestseller in the YA category. And it was from a brand new publishing house called Geek Nation that was oddly affiliated with Thomas Ian Nicholas, the guy from American Pie. It's all weird. Anyway, They basically figured out what bookstores reported to the list, and then they ordered just under the amount that would seem suspicious, like $80, 80 books at an independent store, 30 copies at Barnes & Noble. They figured out, apparently they were calling stores and being like, do you report to the list? And, um, and, And a journalist uncovered this, and then all these people from the bookstores wrote in and were like, tweeted at the journalist, like, yeah, I was the the bookseller, we thought this sounded super suspicious. So what the Times started to do is they put a little dagger next to the book if they suspected that it was bulk sales. The little dagger kind of means this isn't real. That being said, lots of people don't even notice the little dagger or know what it means. But regardless, it became much more scrupulously watched by the Times after this handbook for mortals conversation happened. Now, here's the interesting thing. A lot of these, um, allegedly, a lot of these Fox News guys, uh, the way they got New York Times bestsellers is that they would basically say, buy a ticket to this event and and the book is included in it. So that's a way to do it. But um, here's the other thing. It doesn't track cumulative sales. So say the Bible has never been a New York Times bestseller. It is only tracking sales for that week. And, um, you know, Don Quixote, Tale of Two Cities, sold millions of copies, never going to be on the list. Now, it is, if you're still interested in pursuing this list, it does depend on the time of year. So in February or March, it's going to be easier to get on the list. It's going to be easier to sell more copies than other books because there are fewer books being released than, say, in the fall. All of this is changing all the time. I'm now a firm believer in the fact that there's no bad time or a good time to release a book. But there's arguments for all of them. But 
the point is that even if you sell 10,000 copies in that week, um, it, you are still not guaranteed. It is all it is all murky and mysterious. And there are exceptions, but for the most part, independent books, books we release ourselves, cannot make lists because of that little editorial standard snobbiness we were talking about. There are exceptions, but in general, it has to be a book that's released by a major publisher. So that's pretty much it. Um, I am somebody who actually has a New York Times bestselling book, but I'll be totally honest. It was the ebook extended list. Doesn't matter. Still counts. But I have seen so many authors obsess over hitting the New York Times list and basically make themselves miserable because they don't achieve this goal that 0.00001% of authors achieve. I think it is a silly goal. I think it is far better to focus on uh, sales on Amazon. Um, Or if you're really focused on the list, something like the Wall Street Journal list or the USA Today list or the Washington Post list, where it is less of a sort of editorial thing and more based on sales. So, oh, one other thing I should mention about bulk orders. You can't order bulk copies from a printer and have that count. You can. There is a website called bookpal.com, which does discount bulk orders, and they do report to the list. So let's say I haven't discouraged you and all you want is a New York Times bestseller. Get and you're releasing your book yourself. Know that your chances are minimal. Set up a bookpal account. And uh, I don't know, maybe go into your local store and say, hey, do you report to the New York Times? Okay, so that is it. That is today's episode. Uh, Remember, I will answer your publishing questions if you DM me on the Instagram. I'm at Anna B. David. If you would like the show notes, which is to say a transcript with links to these scandalous stories and everything else about the list, just go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash NYT. And that's it. I will see you slash talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Build Your Brand with a Book. For more info about the show, go to www.buildyourbrandwithabook.com, where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please don't forget that you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Go to launchpadpub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in to next week's episode for next week's episode. You know if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing a show.